I've 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 kind of touched on the subject in the past of anxiety and, and mental health things, but I really want to get more in depth and um, kind of tell my story about growing up with anxiety and the problems that I've had. Hey everybody, you're listening to the Creative Pep Talk podcast. This show is about commercial art, making a good living and making great art. Is it possible? We're trying to figure that out. It's a tough game. We're in it together. Let's 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 look into it, okay? Uh, you can thanks to our syndicate Illustration Age. You can find this show at illustrationage.com/creativepeptalk. Let's jump into the show. So we got our first factor meals and I am pumped to tell you about them. First off, we absolutely loved them. Delicious chef's kiss for the chef crafted dietitian approved meals that come straight to your door. I can definitely see how when deadlines are out of control or you're in a super busy season, how factor meals can lighten your load while still giving you options like veggie, vegan, and even low calorie. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can even pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup. Head to factormeals.com slash peptalk50 and use code peptalk50 to get 50% off. That's code peptalk50 at factormeals.com slash peptalk50 to get 50% off. Okay, so today on the show, we interview the one, the only, Gemma Carell. Oh my goodness. This is a serious treat. Gemma does not do a lot of these types of things. This is her first podcast interview, and you are going to love her. Uh, Gemma is a British illustrator who has recently moved to the U.S., you might have seen her t-shirt, Pugs Not Drugs, or her many, many amazing, hilarious cartoons all over the internet. She's, you know what? She's one of the most uh, successful illustrators of our time. She, she's This this lady has like almost 70,000 followers on Twitter, 300,000 followers on Instagram, and by talking to her, you would never know it. She's so humble um, and so hilarious. And I think she has some real insight in what it looks like to get to that level. Some of the struggles, some of the good things, uh, some of the tips to how to kind of unearth your voice. And I think you're going to just really, really love this. If you haven't already, go check her workout. You will not regret it. Um, she has got such a strong voice and she's so hilarious. Thanks, Gemma, for being on the show. Let's get in. Just a quick note this is one of the interviews that I interviewed live uh, at Icon Conference, which was a fantastic time, I must say. It was great to sit down in person and do this interview. You will hear a little bit of clanking at some points um, because this bad baby was recorded in the real world. Uh, so be aware that's what's going on. Uh, first question, 
Uh, first, thanks for doing this. I really appreciate it. Um, but my first question is, what are you most excited about in the stuff that you're making right now? Um, so probably that I'm working on more personal projects at the moment and actually making them happen, making, um, I've spent a, a few years working very, very hard on, um, client based projects and, um, you know, I've just moved to the US. So like I had to work super hard to get the visa and to get the money to move over here. And now that I'm a bit more settled, I um, I really want to start on um, my own. I want to write my own book. Well, I, mean, I mean, I've already done like a bunch of books. a lot of books, yeah, yeah. but like a really personal like I want to clear the time in my schedule just to write this book, which I've never done. Do you before. want to talk about what what it is? Um, so it's going to be a kind of memoir-ish type thing. Um, I've um, I've done a lot of diary work. Well, I do like a diary every day, pretty much in my sketchbook. Yeah. Um, and it's the way that I enjoy working the most, and that I work in the most naturally. And um, I've 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 kind of touched on the subject in the past of anxiety, and um, I've really made a lot of comics about it um, and mental health things. But I really want to get more in depth and um, kind of tell my story about growing up with anxiety and the problems that I've had. Because, um, you know, I've had some pretty severe issues which people might not necessarily realise. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it's really been explored in comic form before. Yeah. Um, this particular kind of facet of anxiety. So that's the plan. Diaries about anxiety. I... Love that. That's amazing. And I, uh, I have people close to me that have had really serious, uh, anxiety problems and panic attacks and all kinds of stuff. And I think it's, I think when you're removed from it, uh, when you, I don't mind that, whatever, this is the ambiance of the conference, right? <laughs> but we're at icon. We're in like um, a real, yeah. this is real life. Yeah, this is real. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, I so I think when you're removed from it, that it's really hard to. If you're someone who doesn't struggle with anxiety, it's really hard to even understand it or believe it yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Because there's a difference between worry and anxiety, and I feel like at the moment anxiety is a very almost trendy Buzzword. subject. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's still anxiety, obviously, if you're worrying about going to parties and you're an introvert and stuff, which I am as well. Yeah. But, um, I mean, some of the problems I've had in the past are like, can't leave the house, mm -hmm. having panic attacks every day kind of problems, yeah. which is a whole other a different thing completely. spectrum. And it's not something that you're like, that you can really joke about at the time, although yes. I probably will. Right. about it a little bit like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what I do <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah totally and that's you know I think it's really uh powerful and my my wife actually uh was noticed those themes in your work and like mm -hmm. really took a lot away from it I feel like I've been sharing more and more as the years have gone on um and it's scary you know to share something really personal but I found that 
in general people react very well to it and there's a lot of people who can empathize with problems and who who get something back from it yes um i mean it's still very scary and it's like bearing your soul to i mean it, to people who already know you who maybe don't know everything about you mm-hmm. like and like my parents are going to read it and stuff like that yeah. it's like yeah yeah it's, it's difficult yeah i think that's what people like is authenticity relatableness I mean, recently I, I kind of went through a bit of creative block. I think I kind of burned out. I'd just been working too hard. And yeah. like with the move here, a few incredibly stressful ha- things happened, such as leaving my passport on the plane, which meant that I nearly didn't, oh wasn't allowed gosh. to leave Frankfurt Airport. <laughs> you almost had to set camp. I almost had to live in Frankfurt Kentucky. Airport. Is that Kentucky? No, in Germany. Oh, in France. Oh, I thought you meant France. <laughs> yeah. Oh. No, Kentucky at least would be in the US. Yeah, you're it's like, half right there. Yeah, yeah. like in transit <laughs> oh with my, my dogs. And it was awful. Oh, my gosh. And yeah, so all these stressful things happened. And I was just like burnt out on illustration. And I felt like I couldn't come up with any new ideas. I was trying to make comics and they just weren't working at all. Um, and I was beginning to think like, I'm just going to quit and I'm going to... Um, do something that actually helps other people. Mm. Like, uh, I, before I kind of almost fell into becoming an illustrator, well, not exactly, I mean, I fell into going to art college. Um, I was going to be a teacher, I was going to be a nurse, or I was going to study psychology or become a counsellor. And I still kind of want to do those things. I want to help other people. Um, And so I guess... But I don't have any real skills apart from drawing. So yeah. if I can help people by drawing, then that's what I want to do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, actually, I just wanted to say that we had this instance where when I was getting my wife's visa, um, they sent us home a pack at like after we'd gone to the embassy and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, we opened it up and then only to find that like on pretty small print on the back, it said, if you open this, it will be invalid. Like we had to bring it to the U.S. embassy, like on the other side of the trip, and and it had to be sealed, and so we had to go through the process oh again. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it was a billion little things like that. It was yeah, they super don't make painful. it easy. They don't make it easy at all. Uh, yeah, that's really funny. Um, so I know we talked a little bit about it, but uh, I'd like to talk about it more. So uh, what what? brought you to the states i know that like you wanted to do it for a long time i feel like even like early times that we had talked on the internet you'd mentioned yeah it. Yeah. yeah i feel like you were one of the people that i was always like every time i spoke to you i'd be like i'm gonna move to america yeah. next year <laughs> and then it didn't happen it yeah. didn't happen and yeah. yeah um i just i've wanted to live in the u.s for ever pretty mm-hmm. much um i really love it here and um I figured that I'd find a way eventually. Um, And so I ended up getting a visa, which is a three-year visa, um, which I can then extend yearly. Um, Yeah, I mean, I can really work anywhere because, you know, I just need a desk and some drawing materials. But if I'm going to work anywhere, I want to work in sunny California where I can hang outside with my dogs and get iced coffee every day. Yeah. And you're in Oakland, right? Oakland, yeah. Yeah, and you like it there? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, that's awesome. Did you think that uh, 
in terms of career, did you think that your your career would be easier to pursue here? Um, not really. I mean, if any of the U.S. immigration people are listening to this, then yes, I definitely needed to be here right. to do this work. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's the basis of my visa application. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I'm not really doing any more work. In fact, I'm probably doing slightly less work here because I'm actually going outside and enjoying myself instead mm-hmm. of just being stuck inside all day. Um, I mean, it's helpful in some ways. There's, I've always mostly worked with American um, companies and publishers anyway. And no, obviously it's all through email, but now I can actually go and like go and see um, art directors and I can come to things like Icon and um, comic fairs and so on. Um, like I'm going to San Diego Comic Con at the end of the month. Cool. Um, so yeah, I guess it, it is helpful. And maybe not easier, but maybe more natural of a home for yeah. your work and yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. yeah, I thought that that might be the case. What about healthcare and all of that stuff? I'm sure that that has not been a fun time. I have three kids. My healthcare mm, is out of control. I can imagine. It's not a good time. Um, uh, what was that like navigating that as a freelancer? Um, it was tricky. It was stressful to start off with because there's just so many options and I'm not used to it at all. Like in the UK, it's just, you just take it for granted, like the NHS. Um, But, I mean, I know I have friends who live in the US and I spoke to a couple of them about the healthcare they use and what I might want to, which kind of providers I might want to use myself. And um, so we worked it out. And, you know, it's an extra cost that uh, you don't have to pay in the UK. But on the other hand, there's certain taxes that you don't have to pay here that you do in the yeah. UK. So it kind of evens out yeah. in the end. I think initially it's like a pretty big shock. Um, yes. And I think when I, I started freelancing in the UK and that was like a lot, that made it a lot easier initially. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when you're like earning under a certain threshold in the yeah. UK, it's like pretty easy. Um, but now as you became more successful and more known, um, was that an exciting process for you or do you feel like it gets in the way of what you're doing? Um, I'm just kind of interested in knowing like from your perspective, someone who's like an introvert, um, making really personal work and then having so many eyeballs and feedback and all this stuff. I just wonder if how much of it is positive, how much is negative, all that stuff. Um, so in a way I don't really think about it because it's kind of removed because it's the internet. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't, I mean, I see the figures and they're there abstractly, like the numbers are on yeah. my Instagram and so on. But um, yeah, so it's all, it doesn't really matter to me, to be honest. I've, I would do the same work if I had 100 followers or if I had 100,000 followers. Yeah. Um, and it's positive in the in the sense that I have a lot of followers and that means that I have a lot of people buying, hopefully buying my books and so on. Um, the most negative aspect is probably the fact that my work gets stolen a lot, mm. which can be kind of frustrating. Yeah. Um, 
either just stolen in the sense of all the kind of you know all the meme accounts that just like take your work and cut your name off and yeah post it on their stupid um account yeah or people literally taking my image and putting it on a t-shirt or whatever and selling it what about that is the most aggravating um Just, it's just the kind of principle of it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't care about, like, my, most of the stuff is just made in China, like, super cheap. Yeah. Um, pillow covers and stuff. And people making those things probably make no money. They're probably in terrible conditions, which I hate. Like, I hate the whole aspect of fast fashion and all that stuff anyway. Yeah. But I personally don't care about making money from it. It's just the principle of you work really hard to come up with ideas and then it's like in a split second someone can just take it. Take away. it. Yeah. Yeah. I know you've yeah, you've had so many cases of that. Have you had to like uh you have a lawyer now? Um I personally don't, but I have a company that makes most of my products. Um, called idea in the UK and they have lawyers and they, they take care of stuff. take care of stuff which is actually great now because before I was doing it myself and it was very stressful now I feel like I can at least just send it on to them and then stop thinking about it yeah are you someone who uh, likes to retell your experiences like is that like a big part of like do you do that with your uh, is Anthony your husband? Mm -hmm. All right, your yeah. husband, and um, like, is that just something innate in you, like that you want to retell what's going on, or? Um, not necessarily. I just like to record things so that I can remember them, because right. I'm not. I feel like I'm not that present when things are actually happening. Like this whole this whole trip. When I get back to Oakland, if someone asks me about it, I won't remember yeah. like anything. Yeah. Um, whereas, because I'm making a diary, I will actually remember, and it helps me process what's happening to me. Um, and like I've always made diaries like this, like since I was a kid. Um, Even with drawings and stuff. Yeah, I always had like old notebooks that I would fill up with drawings and notes like at school I couldn't take in a lecture just Without by drawing. hearing it yeah yeah I had to write it down and draw pictures and then go back over it yeah so I retell everything to myself more than to anyone else right I love that that's so <laughs> interesting uh are you sentimental about things um yeah yeah do you I like to look back on your diaries and stuff? Yeah, once in a while I do, and there'll be things that I've completely forgotten about, and especially travel diaries. Yeah. Like, it's so nice to remember. Do you get sad about time passing? Um, not really. Um, only if it's a person or a pet that I right. is not around anymore. Yeah, right. That's, I understand that. Uh, you know, one thing I think that's interesting about you is that I think uh, in the commercial arts and then just in art in general, I think that most artists uh, are, um, you know, kind of learn from masters, you know, take a lot of different inspirations from things, combine mm -hmm. things. 
takes a long process of like coming up with your own really unique thing. But I feel like for you that, I mean, do you feel like you went through that process? Yeah, okay. I feel like I did. I, I mean, yeah, at art college, my style completely evolved then. But because I've been drawing forever, I have always used the same kind of style since yeah. I was a kid. Like yeah. when I was six years old, I was reading, well, not reading as much as just looking at the pictures in my dad's um, far side cartoon annuals. And so, I mean, you can still see the influence of that now in my work. Right, yeah. But I mean, I've, yeah, I've learned about a lot of different cartoonists and artists at art school, which really sped up the process of me finding my own style. It's just funny because I think of um, about every once in a while, I feel like you see someone who either, I mean, one of the ways that I think it happens is just doing something very um, naturally from an early age mm -hmm. without thinking about judging it and just being yeah. it, who you are, mm -hmm. um, that there's a part of that that makes it more pure and more unique. And I, that's why I think like, I can't think of very many people that do work like you um, mm -hmm. and, or have the voice that you have. And I think that that's gotta be a big part of why it's been so explosive. Um, yeah. yeah. And I, uh, do you see yourself more as a cartoonist or an illustrator or does it matter? Um, Maybe it doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it, it really matters. I guess I would say cartoonist just because I use words. Mm -hmm. I would say illustration is more decorative, cartoonist right. is more narrative, and I definitely err on the narrative side. Yeah. But I mean, I do do illustrations without text as well, so. Mm -hmm. And you do some decorative stuff. And yeah, yeah. Things. But you do usually have like a specific uh, point of view on mm -hmm. any given thing that you do that's yeah. pretty obvious and usually has some kind of written component. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's interesting. So do, what do you, we've talked a little bit about this, um, but what, what do you struggle with now? Like what's a new struggle with your art that, um, that you're only going through? I know you, you talked a little bit about getting burnt out. Yes. Um, how did you come out of that? Um, I just had to take them slow for quite a while. Yeah. And obviously I had work that I had to get done, but I didn't really make much personal work for quite a while um, or anything extra than what I had to do. Um, and I just spent time, I mean, it's when I had just moved, so I just spent a lot of time exploring the city and all the new things um, just walking outside um, and then kind of doodling in my sketchbook with no no kind of path in mind which I kind of do anyway like I, I use my sketchbook a lot and I don't have anything particular that I, I want to achieve in there it's just getting my thoughts out on paper but this was really, really kind of like just working it out on paper. Mm -hmm. um, and it's been a few months and I'm sort of now getting back into it. I think I just needed a little time to little break. slow down, yeah. Has, do you think the, how long have you been in Oakland? About nine months. Okay. Do you notice any changes in your work 
since you moved? I think that um, my work is slightly more positive now. Yeah. Although when I was um, feeling kind of bent out, I noticed that my comics, I did a lot of comics that were like about nihilism and yeah. like really kind of almost dark comics. Um, and yeah, I feel like I am getting a, a little more positive now and just more open, which comes from feeling more positive. Mm -hmm. like, it just follows your mood and, and where and where you're going. Yeah, yeah, I'm not like an artist who does well from like, I'm not like the typical artist who's like depressed and like makes masterpieces from that misery. Yeah. Like if I'm miserable, then I can't work. Yeah, I'm like that too. <laughs> I actually like am way more productive when I'm in a healthy yeah, state of mind. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and what do you think um, the, now I could, man, I, got, I have a lot of things that I want to ask you. Uh, what role does comedy play in your life now? Do you consume a lot of comedy? Do you, I mean, is that a big deal to you? I mean, I don't think I like comedy any more than the next person. I like it. Yeah. And, you know, I watch um, comedy shows like like Amy Schumer, but I'm not a huge comedy fan. And I don't laugh easily, not because I have no sense of humor, just because I'm... You have high I'm taste. an introvert and oh. like, yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> yeah. say I have high taste. <laughs> no, just that like it's hard to get you, like to, like it's, you know, it takes a particular, uh, yeah, yeah, there's, yeah, there's definitely a particular style that I like, mm -hmm. um, but I'm, I'm, I'm more into just, I love to research things and reading, not comedy or humor books at all, like I'm more into non-fiction and like history books and I just like to pick a subject and learn everything there is to know about it. Yeah. Are you, uh, have you always been kind of into history? Yeah. Yeah. I do feel like there's like a, this thing of like retelling, capturing, like, you know, cataloging. Mm -hmm. like yeah. That's really fascinating. Uh, which we can circle back to that in a minute. But, um, another thing I wanted to ask you was, did you, do people, did people in your personal life growing up think that you were funny? No. Because <laughs> uh, my point is that I think you're super funny. Obviously, tons and like thousands of people think you're super funny. And I just think it's, you know, being an introvert and, it, and working it out on paper rather than on stage is, I just wonder what your perception of like, whether you, do yeah. you think you're funny? Do you feel like a funny person? I, no, I don't think I'm funny. <laughs> but you clearly are <laughs> super funny. Um, I, yeah, I growing up, I don't think anyone apart from my, I had a very small close group of friends, and they probably would say I was funny, right? Because we had a very particular sen weird sense of humour, um, like I had these friends, and we'd um, make up musicals and we we made a whole website dedicated to like this salt and pepper shaker set that was in a shop that we worked in and like all kinds of <laughs> like really little videos weird, yeah right we were we were weird um yeah and you know looking back on it we were we were funny but nobody would have known it because we didn't speak to anybody else right yeah um 
And yeah, like recently I posted on Facebook, I think, an article about my work and it said that I was funny. And my brother was like, what? <laughs> He's, he just, I mean, yeah, he grew up in the same house as me and he would never, ever describe me as funny. Yeah. That's, that is really funny. And I think, what, do you have any other anecdotes that you can tell us about that time and the things that you were making or any specific weird? Um, <laughs> so actually my diary making, um, at that time was more collaborative. So I had this group of friends and a couple of us had these diaries and we draw in each other's diaries and write little poems and make up little characters like uh, me and my friend Rachel uh, wrote an entire musical about um, cats yeah. that were pee they were peas they were, they were pea cats <laughs> they were like like the vegetable pea yeah like a like petty they were petty pois like oh, I, <laughs> I don't know what that is um like green beans and a Oh, okay, right, yeah. Case. <laughs> That's, so <laughs> That's good. the technical term. Yeah, a right. case of beans, but they were cats yeah. also, and they lived on an island. And um, so there was a website. There were animations. This like um, this was when the internet was. You know, we didn't have it at home. We only had it at school. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'd like everyone else would be outside in the schoolyard, like doing normal teenage things, and we'd be inside making these. GIF animations yeah, of cats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. And making music to go with it. Did you do you do any collaboration now? Um not much, no. Um not because I don't want to, just because it's just yeah, not it's something not that happens. happens. Yeah. I just thought it, it sounds like a really interesting uh practice that you could do that same thing that you used to do with your friends, like yeah. trade journals and stuff. Like mm-hmm. that could be interesting. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know if that if that would be interesting to you now, but uh, I think it sounds like a. It sounds really interesting. Were you? Where did you guys get the idea for these journals? Where was it? Just something that happened? I don't know. I think I already was doing the journaling, and I probably just took it in with me one day, and we. You know, we we were all very shy people, so we obviously had fun with each other. But it was a, it opened up a whole extra bit of communication that we could use in class when we weren't meant to be talking or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it just um, added an extra dimension for our friendship. Yeah, did um, did finding did developing a body of work that was uh like outside of yourself give you like confidence or um a peace of mind of like communicating things that you weren't comfortable communicating like maybe with just words yeah um but i mean i had those diaries and then i had my own diaries at home which i didn't share of anyone right but it was a way of uh working stuff out for myself, but mm-hmm. that was the best way that I knew how to work things out. And do you still have like personal diaries that are drawings and stuff too? Um, I do, but I don't have anything so personal that I, I mean, I have lots of diaries that I haven't shared just because 
there's so many of them and I don't have time to scan right. them and I'm sure nobody wants to see every single thing that yeah. I ever draw. But um, yeah, there's nothing so personal that I wouldn't share it anymore. Right. Really? Like, you mean you just keep that to yourself or you will just share it? I will just share it now. Yeah. I mean, I can't say that, not, that there's nothing that I wouldn't share, like, but nothing that's happened to me recently in my personal life that I wouldn't share. Now. You wouldn't share. So do you feel like you have breakthroughs in your art personally? Um, yes. And there is mostly barriers that I put up myself that I then have to knock <laughs> back down again. <laughs> like what? Do you have any examples of that? Um, just things that I think that I shouldn't say. Um, for a while I avoided anything political. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been, I, I worked with the Nib quite a lot last year. Um, that's an online uh, collection of comics. And I did a couple of things which had a feminist bent, I guess. They weren't like overtly feminist, but they had that tone. Um, and then I made a feminist activity book. Um, I saw that, yeah. That was really good. Thank you. Yeah. It was fun to make. Um, and I was worried about making it because, you know, people are used to me drawing pugs and, right. you know, neutral, fun stuff. And this was like, I'm taking a stance or something now. Mm. Um, but it wasn't really that scary in the end. And I'm glad I did it. Yeah. And yeah, so it was just a, something that I, a barrier I put up for myself that I can't do this kind of work and actually turns out I can. Mm. Is that something that you had to like talk through with other people or was it just like an internal thing? Was yeah. it a struggle that you were like, it was an ongoing thing? Um, once I did one thing, that was pretty much it. Mm. Um, I did it and it went down well among most people apart from the guys on Twitter that have like <laughs> MRA in their Twitter bio who, yeah. you know, have some search for hashtag feminist on Twitter, so anything that comes up they're going to be like, they're going to take it down. But yeah. Um, yeah, once I'd done one thing it was like oh, this is actually great and um, I want to do more of it. And uh, I mean the book I spoke to the publisher a lot about and uh, about everything I wanted to get in there because there's obviously a lot of ground to cover. Um, but yeah, now I feel fairly confident, um, doing that kind of stuff, even though I, I don't, I'm not an expert in any way. And so sometimes I, I worry about saying the wrong thing because I don't know every facet of every part of feminism. And that really holds lots of people back from making stuff, feeling like you have yeah. to be a complete expert to comment on right. anything. Yeah. Um, especially because you see people get knocked down for saying the the wrong thing, like uh, someone can be a perfect example of feminism, but they say one small wrong thing and that's it, they're like vilified forever. Mm. So yeah, you can see why people would be scared. How, has navigating, have, has it been really difficult to navigate, um, to navigate like, the positive and negative online and the responses that you get? Yeah. Okay. Um, I get a lot of negative response 
these days and I know it's part of just my work being seen more yeah but um I'm trying to not let it bother me so much like I, I went through a phase of where it really bothered me because my work is so personal that it's basically attacking me if you're attacking my work mm-hmm. now I'm just trying my best to ignore it um I actually use the internet a lot less now because I feel it's better for me um, I go on there to post things and to answer emails, but I don't hang around on there. Um, because you do, well, I just end up going into wormhole. Is it a wormhole? A rabbit? Some kind of hole. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> Some kind of terrible hole. Yeah. <laughs> um, it could be worms or rabbits. Or yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and like going and seeking out book reviews and stuff which can only end badly yeah so yeah it's a hard temptation i'm sure yeah yeah and i think that was that a struggle with some as someone who already is predisposed to anxiety to have also people like i don't even think that i'm very predisposed to that but the small amount of negativity very small um can can get to me pretty personally yeah yeah like you can have a hundred positive comments, but one negative comment, and that is all you see. Yeah. And so, how do you have you have you is just going on their less is like the main. Yeah, that's result. the only thing that's ever. I've tried to, I tried just not just ignoring it, but it would always be in the back of my head. So mm-hmm. now I just try not to see it in the first place. Yeah. What are uh, I don't know if you really care about it but just for the fun of it what's the most uh like star-studded thing that ever happened to you in terms of your work i feel like i've seen you share like a handful of things that were like pretty incredible uh i don't know if it means anything but it's still i guess kind of funny to talk about i mean i've had a couple of celebrities share my work um sometimes they share it but they don't they're sharing like a, a meme version which doesn't have my so name they don't on credit, yeah. yeah. So I mean that's not their fault. No. But um but Reese Witherspoon shares my work occasionally. Really? And she always credits me. She follows me on on social media. I think that's she's so... a pug fan. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. I think that's she's mostly there for the pugs. But yeah, she sometimes <laughs> shares my work. And that's just don't like downplay crazy. It. Like she's there for you. That's, that's, that's <laughs> well so me crazy. and my pugs were, yeah. you know. That's awesome. Part and parcel. Here's a good one. This is a good interesting thing, wormhole, rabbit hole, whatever, uh, to go down. Um, howdy. Um, we're just doing an interview, but you can grab whatever. Um, do you feel I know this is like an ego trip thing, right? But but let's just do it anyway. Do you feel personally responsible for a pug sensation across the world? <laughs> um, Don't answer politely. I think we all know the truth about this. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't feel personally responsible, but I feel partly responsible. Yeah. Um, that I mean, the pugs and not drugs design that I did, which was now like six years ago or something. Yeah. Um, it it was extremely popular, and pug products have gone up. There's there's been a lot of pug products being made recently, which I think then in turn helped the growth of pugs as pets. Yeah. Which is 
mostly good, but there's Next also probably, yeah, yeah, there's the whole thing of dogs as trends, you know, chihuahuas like back in the Paris Hilton days. Yeah. Um people get them who don't actually know how to look after them or don't want to really look after them and yeah. They end up in shelters and you're seeing that with pugs now that um there's people who don't realise that there are they can have issues and things, yeah, yeah, and you know, they're with any dog their work and you have to look after them and yeah yeah so in a way I feel responsible for that as well which like, makes me feel terrible well I mean that's probably a burden that is too too big for you to have yeah, on your shoulders yeah I guess and that's I mean I responsibility yeah I do as much as I can for pug rescues as well so that's awesome yeah I try and give back a little bit when I can yeah and, and take as many dogs as you can. I'm not. I, I would <laughs> if I was allowed to. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I go, yeah. I'm, I'm going. Um, whenever I come to a different city, I usually find the rescue and do an event with them. So on Sunday, I'm doing an event with um, Austin Pug Rescue, mm-hmm. and I said to Anthony, my husband, like, I might come back with another with a pug, and he's just like, no, because oh, I because he's the one that has to look after it when I then go off on another. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember actually, like, I don't remember, did you say it was like 2008 or something? I don't, I don't remember when it was that you did that design, but uh, I remember yeah, at the time, like, watching, uh, you know, your journals and everything, and you're talking about pugs all the time, and I remember mm-hmm. thinking, like, what's... Like what's with like pugs? Like I like them, and I when I was a kid I really liked them. But I but I remember it. No one said no one. It, it was no thing. There was mm. no like interest in pugs on a on a global level. Right. It wasn't. There was. No, and I remember just thinking, huh, that's weird that she's so into pugs. <laughs> but I guess that's just her thing. And then watching that like explode all over the place mm. was like pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Is I it mean, crazy? This... Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, this the the crazy pug people have always been there. You yeah, know, just... <laughs> they've been waiting for their moment to shine. Yeah, yeah. and for their 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 uh, mascots and their uh, their leader. Now you get to be the pug leader. <laughs> um, I mean, there's a pug fest in um, Milwaukee, which I went to this year, which mm-hmm. is incredible. Um, it's been going on for 15 years, so it's always been there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just. It's... That's so Pugs good. were waiting for their time to shine. They needed someone to, to champion the, yeah. the cause. Do you, I think that is really actually on a serious note in terms of art and, and doing your thing and being yourself. Like, um, you know, I, I'm not saying that you should be bitter or anything, but do you, is it kind of hard to watch it become a crazy trend when you legitimately go to the pug fest you literally legitimately right. own a pug you like this is something that you actually it genuinely means something to mm-hmm. you um it's not just something that you thought you know you jumped on a bandwagon like does that yeah. bug you a little bit um it does a little bit especially when it's like big chain stores making a ton of pug products which look nothing like pugs. Right. Um, <laughs> I love that that is the concern. Yeah. Like, they don't even look like a pug. <laughs> well, they're just kind of like ugly things. And yeah. pugs have very specific personalities that you really have to know a pug to, to capture. Yeah. And 
they're obviously being made by people you don't really know. Like, they don't understand. They're just Googling pug photos and drawing whatever comes up. I love that. That is so <laughs> awesome. Like, I love that, uh, that, that they're not capturing it for you. And that's so yeah, authentic. And that yeah. is so funny and awesome. <laughs> uh, but did that, um, maybe it was that, maybe it was other things. But um, was that one of the things that helped you gain confidence in making more personal work? Like, you know, people resonating with something that was like deeply unique about you? Did that, mm. was there a time where that started to just happen more because you realized that that worked? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I always shared my personal work, but I think that having just said that I well I didn't say I hated the internet but right. you know <laughs> but I avoid the internet um, yeah social media has helped a lot because things like Instagram I don't use so much to show my work that I've done for clients um I feel like that's a whole other area that's where I share like just sketches from my from my sketchbook and personal stuff that otherwise I probably wouldn't have really done much with um, I forgot what my point was here. Yeah, but, um. <laughs> oh, we're talking about. I, yeah, I'm interested in like um, this idea that uh, you know, going out on your own as and and trying to find your own perspective or voice. Like it's you can learn so much from other people, but that can only mm -hmm. take you so far. And so I think there's probably a lot of people that come alongside that and be like you know what, I kind of like pugs, and so they just draw tons yeah, of pugs, but yeah. to you it's like a serious, like it's something that's a part of who you are. Um, yes. And I just wonder if like seeing how well that did, whether it caused you to like um, think about, be more self-reflective, and I mean, I guess you're already a very like reflective person. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but I think it's an interesting thing for other people as a takeaway that like that wasn't a casual Thing that you just thought this could be cool right yeah, yeah. and it, yeah I think it's definitely important to draw things that you're genuinely excited by or interested in because it, it definitely comes across if it's authentic um, there's a lot of trendiness in the illustration world which in part comes from the internet um, and I, I feel kind of lucky in a way that when I went to art college, because I'm so old, the internet was um, not as widely used then. Like there were, there were obviously websites and stuff, but it wasn't like that's where you went first. You like went, well, I went to the library first and I read mm. books and I went to exhibitions and... Um, I do think we lost some of that because yeah. when, without, with my... I, I've taught some classes in uh, art school and like have seen the lack of um, how it causes people not to share things with each other. So like, mm -hmm. no, there's no, and, the, and there's like a lack of, it's a, there's a lack of culture. Uh, and I don't want to be an old guy being like, I'll tell you what's wrong with these students these days. But the thing, it made me sad just to think that, um, that that was missing and maybe they have something else. But it, to me, it looked like they were just, consuming things online like just yeah. going through stuff and not experiencing it with anybody else not really 
um, it be it's never a big deal to them. It was just like a yeah, and it's so know. it's so fast that you never really connect with something for very long, um, and it's all very on the surface, um, and it's all very it's all kind of recent work. So if you're always looking at the most recent stuff and there's no background to it, you're going to have a different level of um, influence than if you're looking through old work and looking beyond illustration even and mm -hmm. different different facets of um, like creative the creative world. Yeah, and I think. Uh that feeds the trend thing of like everything being surface level yeah. and not internalized and not actually personal. Mm -hmm. And that's why I like cataloging stuff like this to be like, you know, if you want to, um, I think there's a misunderstanding I think that happens with young artists and then with a lot of artists in general is this idea that um, if you're their hero and they want to be like you, that the way to get there isn't to copy you, but is to learn how you discovered how to be you mm -hmm. and and then that they can take something from that yeah um they don't just draw pugs and now that they're, they're doing it yeah you know? um so i think that there's like something to extrapolate there about things that actually viscerally mean something to you like on a cellular level level mm -hmm. just being honest about that and mm -hmm. and figuring out it's so i don't know why it's so hard for some some people and or just in general to draw things that you like that you don't other see other people drawing like there's something about like I, I don't know it seems like a challenge for some people I think that now it's everything has to be immediate so you want immediate likes on your right. Instagram yes and if you're drawing stuff that everyone else is drawing because it's popular then you feel like you're gonna get likes whereas if you do something unknown and different then maybe people aren't going to like it mm -hmm. and isn't that's what everything revolves around now it's, yes and do you feel like so it's more like an investment it can happen slow slowly yeah did it did your um like your career taking off did that feel slow or quick to you um when it was happening it felt slow you know in the early stages and now it seems like it's gone right by so fast I can't believe yeah. that I'm where I'm at now like I never ever thought that I would actually be able to be an illustrator as a career yeah like, I mean I always thought like um from you know I think when did you graduate university uh 2007 2008 and I was 2008 but we were uh, similar times in the UK, mm -hmm. a similar group of people going in the industry. And I always, you know, really loved everything that you were doing and then was, were watching. You definitely seemed to become more editorial and everything that you did just in like adding your own content, mm -hmm. becoming more of like a cartoonist and like watching, even though early on I thought, oh, it's really great. You know, I just kind of thought it was similar to the stuff that I was doing and other, you know, in, mm -hmm. a, in a way that we were like in a similar vein, doing similar things in a movement and then yeah. watching you, uh, it was just really fascinating from the outside to watch you tap into something very different and then mm -hmm. it from the outside just looked super explosive. Um, and yeah, it's really awesome. And, you know, I think that you deserve all of that stuff that you have, but... 
it's yeah. alright. Um, yeah, I think um, I was doing what I thought I should be doing. Um, and that's all. that was my problem throughout art school as well. It was like, what does an illustrator do? And you have this idea in your head of what you should do. And meanwhile, I was making these sketchbooks and diaries um, just kind of for myself. And then one day my professor saw them and was like, why are you not, why is this not what you're doing? And I was like, oh, but it's just like stupid stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's what I still struggle with is like, this is just stupid stuff. Like, like what you do yeah. for fun for yourself. Yeah. There's like a purity to that, like mm -hmm. making yourself laugh, like the scratch your own itch idea. And like, yeah. that's the stuff that ends up resonating with people like mm -hmm. you. But it's almost like, this is too fun. That, yeah. that I should be allowed to do this. This yeah. this shouldn't be allowed to be like something I make money out of because I'm enjoying it. <laughs> too much. Of yeah. Time. Yeah. That's awesome. And I, but I think uh, I think it was Lisa Hannawal. I heard her say on a podcast once. She's an illustrator. Mm -hmm. um, do you know her work? Yes. She's really yeah. funny. Uh, I think she said that a stumbling block for her will be like she get an editorial job and she instantly goes into what would an editorial illustrator yeah. do? And I do yeah, the same thing. I do it too. Yeah, rather than like, why did they hire me? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was just like, yeah, it was definitely fascinating to watch from the outside, like mm -hmm. you discovering um, what your thing was. And, and, and I, you know, in a true hipster sense, felt like <laughs> before it really exploded, my wife and I were like, thought it was super brilliant, really <laughs> hilarious. And I always thought, man, this is going to be massive. And then even as it was growing, I thought, I just think it's going to get way bigger. So I, have you thought about doing any like, um, I mean, would you be open to doing like writing for TV or um, like doing that writing in that capacity? Um, yeah. I mean, I probably would never pursue it myself unless somebody came to me and said, do you want to do it? Because if you're listening to this, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I'd be very good at it, but that's just how I feel about everything. <laughs> so I, I <laughs> think that that's not true. I, I kept thinking that like, I feel like, uh, I, and I don't know if, I don't know how weird this would be for you, but feel like your journals and all of that mm -hmm. could easily translate into a TV person yeah a, a tv show yeah um would you be open to doing that yeah i i mean i feel like what i'm doing now with the book that i want to write and the diaries that i want to publish yeah could turn into something but i don't want to rush it no um yeah. because i really want to get it right this time like i've rushed through the last nine years since I graduated and done so much and I really want to slow down and really do what I want now. Do you have like a outline or a plan or anything for that book already? Um, yeah, I, I pretty much have a plan. I've already written a lot. Um, it's just, it's just getting started. That's the big scary part. Right, yeah. Well. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing that. I think I've taken enough of your time, um, but I super, super appreciate you doing this. I know that you don't do a lot of stuff like this. Um, first ever podcast. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. First ever podcast, that's amazing. Thank you for doing that, I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me.
All right, guys, that's another episode in the bank. I hope you had a fantastic time. Don't forget to go follow Gemma Carell all over the internet. You won't regret it. She will make your internet experiences much more enjoyable. Uh, and uh, yeah, thanks, Gemma. I really, really appreciate it. You are fantastic. Thanks to our syndicate, Illustration Age. You can find this show at illustrationage.com slash creative pep talk. Thanks to Yoni Wolf and his band Y for the theme music. Thanks to Nate Utesh and his band Metavari for all the other tunes. I'll be back next week to pump you, well, (laughs) to pep you, to pep you out of your mind. But until then... If you do whatever it takes, if you got to go back and listen to old episodes, go check them out, but do whatever it takes to stay pepped up. <laughs>